Ladies, hi. How are you? Good to see you. Uh, welcome to another fun-filled episode of Terribly Funny, the podcast. You you know podcasts, right? Of course you do. You're you're a living person. Uh, but in this one, it's where we talk to funny people about sad things. We aim right for your heart place. Also, your groin. Definitely your groin. We hope you hit you in both the sweet spot, heart and wiener. Uh, but today we have a, a guest, a, a good friend of mine, a lovely lady by the name of Julianne Smolinski. She's wildly talented. She's, uh, she's, she's boobs radley on Twitter. She's a little twamous, I guess you could say, if that's a thing people say. Did people say twamous? Well, they will now. You, you heard it here first. Um, she's delightful. She's written for super cool places like uh, GQ and um, you know other places where you have to be smart to write for. And she also uh, works on the uh, lovely little Netflix show, uh, called Grace and Frankie with, uh, you know, the Lily Tomlin and the Jane Fonda. She's real, she's a talented lady. So why don't we listen in and see what she has to say about sad, sad shit. Because, like, I feel like it's so rare that you actually see, like, people who spend their entire lives is vocationally being funny. Yeah. It's like yeah. rare that you see between like actually any vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You see talking about things that like are real, but without being like, ah, but then fart stuff. Yeah. And, and just then like fart imme- stuff. immediately like undercutting it because like I can't be vulnerable. That's, oh yeah. Uh huh. And that's like, that's so, uh, I've had a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is also kind of okay. It sounds it's kind like of great. It. Yeah. It's not terrible. I mean, it's terrible at the time, but like it's also like the, builds you up and gives you the the depth and I the layers yeah i think it's great that you're doing this because like my thing usually like when bad things happen is to be like i don't see that at all That's yeah that was my instinct for a long time yeah but now just like i full-on lean in do you have one I mean, of those i don't like, talk about it much in? but i still lean in you lean in and you don't talk about it much well like okay. i like for example like i will go to like a theater and like if it's like gonna be if like i some sort of tragedy just fell upon me uh-huh like okay so last year yes December 18th, uh-huh. my mom dies. Had a, I'm sorry. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's not fine. No, it's not. Yeah, well, no, but it's it happens. It's, yeah, it it's happens. shitty, but it happens. Yeah. Um, so then had her uh, uh, her memorial. We had two memorials, one in Connecticut and one in Pittsburgh. And we had her memorial in Connecticut on the 23rd. Mm-hmm. And then Christmas Eve drove back to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And that evening, like, my family was already out. So I went by myself with, like, a shit ton of bourbon to go see Wild. And it Why was, would you do that? Well, that's what everybody that's was saying to me. That's the stupidest idea. But it was like, it was like for me, it was like... Cathartic? It was cathartic, because it's like, I already feel terrible, but this is like a, a darkened room where it's like stirring the oh pot. Like, here's this, here's this, here's a woman who was going through some shit, who just went through a divorce, and her mom died, and I just in there just like fucking, just sipping booze and bawling. Shooting up heroin? Yeah, a little bit. Did you hike afterwards? I, well, I, yeah. like, uh-huh. it was like a bit of an incline to get to my car. Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so tell me about some bad stuff. Some bad stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, all right. You want to get into some, let's some, get into some stuff. All right. Yeah. So this is one of those happy, sad stories, I guess. Great. Um, my, I'm named after my grandmother mm-hmm. who, um, was a wonderful and lovely and deeply flawed and fantastic woman. Um, right. She Worked until she was. I get nervous. Neurotic. Okay. Got it. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. I just had time. I'm interrupting you. Cool. No, it's totally fine. Go. No, I love this. Okay. So my grandmother's um, name was uh, Yulchiana Alice Mock, 
and then like they came to the United States from um, Belarus, Poland, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Ooh, you said Bel- Belarus, and yeah, like the, I know. you threw in the accent. Yeah, I've got Belarus. Little, I can do that. Yeah. Sure. So um, she, I'm Julianne Smolinski, mm-hmm. and she married um, my grandfather Frank Smolinski. Smolinski, and uh, so yeah, that's you know you Skaya things. Yeah, sure. Russian. Okay, so she, um, we were very close, even though we were. I'm one of 11 grandchildren, and we were probably the least like each other in person. She's very, um, she blushed when you would talk about dirty things. She was a nurse. That's adorable. So, yeah, she was adorable. She was very practical from a scientific point, but she also had kind of, like, bad grammar, wasn't a huge reader. Mm-hmm. But we just loved each other. It was, like, that thing where, like, you know, you're total opposites, but on this very base level. And I knew this is a terrible thing to say, but I was her favorite grandchild, and not just because... I'm named after her. Just being we just, real. Yeah, just being yeah. real. We just had this thing. And, um, like, I could tell her anything, and she mm-hmm. could tell me anything. And um, we really loved each other. And, uh, you know, I would write her letters from college, and um, she had this thing where big workaholics in my family that she was like, I think one of the things that's keeping me alive is that I just keep going. And I just sort of had this weird idea that she would just kind of never die. Sure. Because it's hard she, to fathom that people that are yeah. like that. Yeah, well, and, and like, yeah, uh, well, you know people like that, obviously. You're from yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So she, um, she when she stopped, when she retired from nursing, she basically built this farm on her property, and um, she would pick and can vegetables. She worked with the grain. She was in all this union stuff. And she's also in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, she volunteered. There were... She called them little old ladies, and she was a little old lady. Sometimes these people were younger than she was, and she'd go to their house and, like, bring them stuff. She was right. fantastic. That's also a thing that kind of keeps you alive, right? Just, like, yeah. like the fact that, like, I don't see myself this way. Yeah, I don't see myself as an old person. Yeah. So she um, she catered. Her her two older sisters had a catering company. So they would they were, like, these teeny tiny old ladies who were just working in these giant, like, mixing bowls. and. Ugh. Catering Polish weddings and everything. It just, we were, we would just laugh about it. Making a shit ton of pierogies. Yeah, a shit ton of pierogies, yeah. Mm-hmm. And every Christmas it was pierogies. Like she cooked it from the same like cast iron pan she'd had since we were children. Just, it was incredible. So, and she wrote me a letter twice a month. Um, one of the times she would send me $5. Like even when I started making decent money, yep. $5, crisp. She's great. It means more than anything. More than anything. Yeah. It's great. Um, but my, dad's stepfather who I grew up with as my grandfather died and she kind of changed she was like you know sad and she was lonely and that was hard for her and then finally she's um, 93 and she started getting sick more often and then she went into the hospital and I still had that thing where I'm like well she can't die you know she's like old me and we're like best buds so I went to go see her. My mortality was, is linked to her. Yeah, so she's going to be fine is. forever. Exactly. It was like um, like Elliot and E.T. Yeah. That's what it was like. Oh, you, she's, yeah, you don't I want know. her to like, dry up like a white dog. <laughs> yeah, I know. Exactly. Like laying in the creek bed. So um, this is like right when um, I'd been living in New York. And um, I had been coming out to L.A. for um, generals. And I did staffing and all of that. So um, I came home, and my dad said, you know, I really think you need to go to the hospital. And I was like, you know, grandma's fine. It's totally cool. And then finally, you know, they moved her to hospice care. Mm -hmm. And then they brought her home to die. And I was still completely like, she's 
yeah, it's grandma. Like she's gonna rally. She's asking for ginger ale. Yeah. Like, that but it's, it's like one of those things where like you kind of like gradually step down. Like grandma's yeah. never gonna die. Okay, just go to hospice mm-hmm. care. But they're giving her two weeks. She's gonna be around for two years. You just like keep on stepping yeah, down you until think finally that, like, like you're she's gonna bounce back. Yeah. yeah. Um, you lower your expectations, but she's still gonna go further than yeah. you never expected to be this close. No, 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 no. Oh my god, never. Um, one also, there's like a healthy amount of denial there, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, you know, I'm getting emails from my agent about like these people like you, and like these people want to see some stuff from you, or like how did this go? Mm-hmm. Who are you liking right now? And I, my way of dealing with it is just to be like super chipper and upbeat and involved and like, you know, I've never worked on a show before. I, I was mostly kind of like a journalist slash blogger, whatever. And meanwhile, like they're bringing in these like oxygen tanks to my grandma's house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. hey guys. So, um. Yeah. I'm really excited to meet on the new Hulu show. Yeah, exactly. And you know, you have to be like, it's that thing where when you're staffing people, are like, just be good in a room. People want to see what you're going to be like for the next next mm-hmm. six months, and you're like, well, I can't be the person whose grandmother is dying, like, on the phone. So um, my agent is like, I have really super good news. I'm going to call you. So I go into my grandma's bedroom, and this is the house where I've, like, she's lived my entire life, and um, I, like, walk into the bedroom so it's quiet, and my agents are on the phone and they're like, you got staffed on the show. And I'm like, yay, this is so exciting. And they're like, you don't sound excited. Like you should be jumping up and down. And I didn't want to say, isn't that also, yes, granted you had things going on, but isn't that also like a, like you're not excited enough for me. Well, I think that like, they wanted me to be like, ah, like balloons are coming down. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Also, you had shit going on. So you, like, get a pass for whatever. But, like, also, like, the expectation. Like, come on. Give me what I want. I want 10% of your joy. Exactly. I want 10% of your joy. Yeah, that's... But they're entitled to that. That's how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, that was super weird. And I had this... I didn't want to tell them, like, my grandmother's dying in the next room. Like, she's in the recliner that she wanted to die in right now. (laughs) Because you can't can't do that. So um, they were like, okay, so... Also, it must have been an incredible recliner. It was. It was an amazing recliner. It Grandma's was like, recliners. Oh, man. If you think my purple couch is cool. It's a great couch. It's a great couch. It was like... Maybe navy blue. Whatever. This was like crushed crushed velour in teal. Mm. Uh, yeah, it was really there sexy. Go, yeah, uh-huh. She, she knew how to go out. So um, they were like, yeah, the showrunner's going to call you in like 10 minutes. And I was like, what now? Really? And they were like, yeah. So... <laughs> Because I wanted to be, like, loud and personable, I walked outside into, like, the garden, this, like, orchard where... Uh-huh. where Wait, I, This is at home or in the hospice? This is my grandma's house. Okay, okay. Yeah, so... That'd be more weird in yeah. hospice care. No, no, no. They were going to put her in, like, hospice, but then she wanted to die at home, so we took her there, and it was mm-hmm. this whole elaborate thing. She'd been a nurse, and, you know, they made her very comfortable. So I walked out into the orchard, and I was like, well, this is great. She would want this. She would want me to be working, and, um, you know being upbeat and being positive and yeah. I'm like doing the most older Julian Smolensky thing that I could possibly do and so I, I'm like out there and there are these peach trees and she's hung um, pie tins from the peach trees to keep crows away oh does that work it works apparently okay. they don't Good like they don't like um, shiny objects well they like little shiny objects they don't like big shiny objects those dummies they're stupid, stupid no, well they're very smart corvids are, uh, corvids corvids well crows, crows and ravens yes. they're called corvids 
Yeah. Are you a birder? No, Is I'm that not. We're finding out. I'm not a birder. a birder. I just I listen to a lot of NPR. It's sure. Terrible. So, I'm out there and I'm on the phone and I get this phone call from the showrunner and his name is Bob Fisher. He's fantastic. He wrote Wedding Crashers, and he's like heard of it. Yeah, a little little movie called Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. You might have heard of it. He's just a lovely man, but he's a talker. He's a big talker. Yeah. So. I'm also trying to be upbeat for him, and I'm excited to be on my first show, and it's great news, and he's telling me about, like, the season and, like, what he sees, and do I have any ideas for the characters, and my sister opens the door, and she says, Grandma's going, it's happening, you need to come inside. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I said, and, like, I, you're like, okay, I just gotta... No, I said, I can't, I'm on the phone with my new boss, and my sister looks at me and goes, what the fuck? Yeah. And my parents have been divorced since I was five, and this is my dad's mother. Uh-huh. My mom pulls up in her car, and she's like, am I too late? And I'm like, no, 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 it's happening right now. And I wave her into the house Jesus Christ. while I'm on the phone, and my mom looks at me Are like, you just, like, putting on mood? Like, yeah, they're in there. Yeah, they're in the, like, she's in the teal chair. And, and my whole family, like, I can hear sobbing coming from in the house. And uh. I'm like, okay, and it's a Dennis Leary show. And I'm like, here's the, I think I think Johnny should just be a pussy hound. Like, I think that, you know, that's not how I normally talk. But this was just this No, no, you was, talk about pussy all the time. I was fucking overcompensating. Yeah, see, you know. Yeah, and yeah, no, I get was, it. It was rough. Oof. So I completely, the entire family was in the room for her death. And they, like, said goodbye to her. And, like, kissed her and stuff. And she was like, okay. Like, basically, like, the ideal death where she was like, I'm going to go now. And I was the only one who wasn't there (laughs) because I was out on the fucking phone with my showrunner. Talking about a pussy. Yeah, talking about, like, Johnny. Johnny Uh, wants to save lives, but he also wants to get laid. That's weird that you like. That's the way you pitch. That's your voice. Yeah, that's my pitch voice. It's it's a creepy, creepy voice. It goes over like a house on fire. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, So, like, looking back on that. Or is it like, is there a moment where you like played Monday morning quarterback where like as soon as you hung up, like, what the fuck? No. Or you felt like fine about it because like. No, I did. I did. Okay. I totally felt Monday morning quarterback. I don't know. I just told you I don't follow football. What, what does that mean? I mean, you just like your second, like as soon as it, like you. You mean I should, in have, retrospect I should have done something I different. Retrospect, like it. I, sh- I would have acted differently if I like I knew what I did now or you're just like, I know that grandma wouldn't give a shit. She would want me to do. Do you, do you regret anything? Do you mind if I smoke a cigarette? No, of okay. course not. Um, well, I'll tell you. So I had this horrible, like, you know, my first instinct, of course, was to be like, Grandma would have wanted me to fucking do that. And my sister was outraged at me, like, completely and totally like, I can't believe you weren't there for it. I also like that you talk about Grandma, what Grandma would want you to do in the same voice that you pitch. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two voices that I can do. Uh-huh. I'm not Jim Henson, man. Right, but you also do Belarus. Yeah, I'm. I am from the Midwest. Yep. That's how this is how I talk. So no, that's a terrible thing. So I think that. Um, what? I'm gonna jump in. Oh yeah, of course. Um, I think that. Uh, I started off trying to justify it to myself, and then I was like, "This is just absolutely. This is a thing that I did." If my grandmother were around, if she were like 100% in her body and knew what was happening, she'd be like, stay outside, talk on the phone. And while I know that it was like a weird, cold thing, um, I wrote the eulogy for her funeral. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, you know, honored her memory in other ways, I think. Like, I couldn't, when they were cleaning at her house, I was, I moved to LA, I came here for the show. And I just couldn't, 
I couldn't, there were so many things that I wanted from our house, but I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't go back. It was just like, it's so weird to like, your grandma's death is such like a stupid thing because it happens to everybody. For sure. But you know, like. It doesn't negate whatever your emotion to it is though. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, why are you making such a big deal about this? To be fair, most people's, most people, uh, grandmas don't die whether pitching like (laughs) pitching like Lothario jokes from Dennis Leary yeah I know it was was pretty great Um, but the best part was that when I told Bob that this this, um, showrunner who I love to death who's the nicest man in Hollywood he was like oh man I didn't know that that's a real bummer and I was like that's and he's from Los Angeles originally I'm like that's the most California way to like take anything like it's a bummer man yeah that's a bummer it's a real bummer oh Jesus so yeah that was that was my um, my sad happy story. Did you get Did you get blowback from the family, or they were just like they were just everybody deals with shit? Because that's also another thing about like grieving and loss is everybody does it differently. So yeah. it doesn't matter. It kind of doesn't matter what you unless you're like an egregious asshole. Mm-hmm. It's like they're going through some stuff. They're dealing with it in their own way because you never know how you're gonna deal with it. Okay, let me ask you something. Are you a crier? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, less so, but there's like there's been periods in my life where like I will like just have when I'm going through some stuff where uh-huh. I'll just like break down. Yeah. Like they'll be like, "Oh, this song reminds me of," <laughs> or like, "Here's a commercial that's talking about hope," <laughs> or like, "Here's a movie that just says the word hope," and then I cry. A movie that says the word hope. I've, I've had, wow. I mean, you know, like I think that's why I love movies. It's just because mm-hmm. like it's a dark room and you can stare at something and nobody's really paying attention to you. It's great. I think that, like, the last probably three times that I've cried have been at movies. And, which is, like, you know, over a period of maybe, like, five years. Three times in five years? Yeah. Like, Oh, fuck. I I'm, used to have that three times in an hour. Really? Well, yeah. you've been through a lot more than I. My grandma died. Like, you've been through some shit, man. Yeah, but, like, but that's also, like, how you process shit. Like, I never used to be a crier, and then, yeah. like, I got to a place. I, but my crying, I think, came from, like, a place of where I was so physically exhausted mm-hmm. that just, like, there was no other way to yeah. get it out. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think when I was younger and healthier, if I was, like, stressed out, like, I would do something. I would go out and drink, or I'd go for a run, or, like, mm-hmm. you have other outlets, but when you're just, like, so physically exhausted, yeah. like, there's nothing, it's just coming out else. of my eyes, yeah. and I can't <laughs> control it. Of, what's your, what's your, like, religious background growing up, like, did you Catholic. Have... Catholic as fuck. No, really. I don't know if you've seen my weird, uh, Catholic oh, area yeah. in the house. That's real nice. Yeah. Those are some great-looking, uh, candles. Creepy candles, yeah. Not um, creepy, they're nice. I call the theme of my apartment, um, it's, do you remember that Saturday Night Live sketch? Stevie Nicks feed a roundup. Uh-huh. That's sort of what's happening in this area. Sure. Here. But I'm I'm a Midwestern Catholic. It's just sort of like you bite just, your lip. Yeah. <laughs> like, just suck it up. Just get it. Just push it down into yeah. your stomach. Down into the stomach. And then yeah. when you're like 93, it'll kill you real yeah, fast. Yeah, real fast. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be you know painless, and your ungrateful granddaughter will be outside on the phone. Yeah, and then she'll yeah. be pitching for Hannibal Burris's <laughs> yeah. grandson, who's got a hot new show yeah. on on Hannibal. Crackle. I hope so. Jesus. Yeah. That would be great. Mm. Love to see Hannibal Burris's grandson get a show. He deserves it. Oh, he's so hot right mm-hmm. now. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. That's um. That's great. That like I think that's the thing where um there's been moments mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Like I went out with a friend like three weeks ago mm-hmm. and. Uh, a friend it was a date I went on a date three weeks ago mm-hmm. and 
and was just like recounting some stories and was mm-hmm. talking about my, my mom passing. Mm-hmm. And it's I was a hot date topic. It's a hot date yeah, topic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm really good on dates. Yeah. Clearly. It sounds sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it went really well. Um, but like in the in the course of recounting the story with like being glib about it and like, mm-hmm. yeah, it happened. Meh. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my version of Glib? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh-huh. So you do your voice, yeah. I do mine. Yeah, that's cool. We um, both got pitching voices. Yeah. But then like afterwards I was like, fuck, did I screw everything up? Did I like, was I not there enough? Was I not, there's like so many things I couldn't, and by and large I haven't done that, but just that mm-hmm. one moment it was mm-hmm. like, maybe I fucked up. Wow. Maybe I should, I took, I didn't take advantage of things whilst in front of me. Really? Well, that's that. interesting. That's, wait, on the date or? No, after the oh, date. After not in the, the moment. Date. I didn't have like an emotional breakdown on the date. I was going to say, like, I'm not did that she watch you process all of this? Like, oh my God. No, because like I still have the Catholic background, so like yeah. I processed it momentarily and then uh-huh. like swallowed. You Monday morning pushed quarterbacked it. Down. it. Yeah, 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 pushed see, it down and then I learned I was a phrase. Alone. There you go. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm putting it to use. Yeah, there you go. That's how you learn new vocabulary. Podcasting. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that, so that was that was weird, but then um like the last time, the last time I cried was um I went to go see Inside Out at um that Disney theater at the El Capitan. Okay, okay sure. Yeah, and um, me and my my good friend Lindsay Weber, who's fantastic, um, who's like a internet person. Uh, you know, she's she's like very like self actualized and can like feel emotions publicly. And uh, when I don't want to spoil anything for your podcast listeners, but there's a very mm-hmm. emotional moment where there's sort of a death in the. I film. mean, whenever this comes out, it's gonna yeah, be fucking bing bong dies. Come on. Yeah, sorry. A death in the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's no. the death in the family. Yeah, the death in the family. So, like, there was a moment when all of the children in the theater started to cry, and it was the combination of, like, that and... Of the sadness thing. from children? Sat surrounded by children who were actually feeling this very, like, adult, profound moment in it that I was like, oh, my God. And it was like, like, I felt like they'd all given me permission to be like, I'm going to cry over the sad moment of this Pixar film. Yeah. Yeah. Like... The kids are crying. Children. It's cool. It's yeah. cool. And I watched the organ player at the beginning. Yeah, the organ player. Oh, my yeah. God. Do you think that guy gets laid a bunch? Oh, that guy. That he's like, he's, I play an organ. He is basically what you're pitch, pitching for Dennis Leary. He is that pussy hound. <laughs> he is the pussy hound. Yeah. I feel like there should be a show about him. Lady, I've got like a three octave reach on my left hand. Mm-hmm. And also I can play the up top and the down low. And, yep. mm-hmm. and I can make kids cry. Yeah, I can make children cry. That's you a want a turn pe- You want a piece me. of this? Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's, I don't know, I don't really have any other sad stories in that. My life is sort of a, you know, a constantly up-climbing roller coaster. There are no You're lows, Roller coaster only goes man. up. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, you too. I appreciate it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's, it's been awesome. Yeah. Okay, that feels good. Yeah? It does feel, I feel like a, who, like, like a Jack Parr or something? I feel like somebody, like the fact that we're sitting here and like smoking cigarettes and... Yeah, right? This is like, um, this, this is the kind very, of way I want to do it all like, the time. good night and good luck. Yes. Right? Yeah. Good for us. I'm proud of us. Well, that was fun. Uh, on the phone, while, while Granny lays dying. Nah, it doesn't sound great, but you know, we, we've all been there. We've all been there. Right? Maybe we haven't, but it, it happened to Miss uh, Smolinski, and uh, thank you so much for talking to us. Um, if you want to hear more about what Julian's up to, uh, you can do so at Boobs Radley. Good old Boobs Radley. That's the Twitter. That's her Twitter handle. Uh, you can also follow us, if you like the tweeter, at Terribly underscore funny. 
you can also email us if you ever want to, just to see if we're up and we want to have like some casual makeouts. Uh, Terribly funny podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can email us. Uh, special thanks to Brennan McFadden for making this whole thing possible, Julia Pod and Kingdom Flying Club for doing some other stuff in the background. Uh, also to, to you, special thanks to you for listening. I know you have many choices in the podcast world, but we thank you for being a listener of us. Um, you know, don't text and drive. We'll talk to you later.